advice do you have for women who are caught up in that same addition of being needed and saving people? I would say to them, try try it for two hours. Put your phone away for two hours. Just put it away. See if anybody dies in those two hours. If the answer is no, you are not that needed. And quite frankly, I had to learn you are replaceable. If something happens to you today, people will mourn you, but they're gonna move on, right? After the repast, after they ate the chicken or whatever, they are going to go on with their life. They're going to wish you were there, but they're gonna keep it moving. So I would say to anyone that is hung up on, on being busy, saying yes, being the center of whatever the world is you're in, stop. Just take take two hours off and see how it feels for you. You might be amazed at the freedom you get. And that when I say stop, I mean turn off the phone, not put the phone on silent because we can still see that, that, that screen, blue screen popping up, right? So turn your phone off and see what happens. You're still breathing. If you have kids, your kids will still be breathing. If you have a husband, he will be just fine. And you will have taken two hours for yourself to think about what do I want to do with the rest of my life? What do I want to do tomorrow? What book do I really want to read? We're just not trained to do that. Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host, Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Chrissy's clients have received over $10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Why She's Winning. I'm your host, Christy Rutherford. We today have the phenomenal, the incredible, the amazing, the gorgeous rock star, Ingrid Jones. So I want to apologize in advance if we have any technical difficulties. Um, the Wi-Fi is out here on the Bahamas and the beach. Nobody really cares. Like, oh my God, my internet is out. I'm in the Bahamas on the beach. I can't help it. So if there is a pause or a delay, y'all don't leave. Or if I freeze, don't leave. I'll come right back. So Ingrid Green Jones right now is a racial equity fellow with the CEO Action, CEO Action for Racial Equality Fellow. She's also a senior counselor at Pfizer in the trade channel management. She's She used to be the head of compliance, the assistant general counsel for the college board. She's worked in various organizations. She went to New York Law School. She is an award-winning lawyer. I keep forgetting that she went to Benedict. She is a graduate of an yes. HBCU, Benedict an College. yes. <laughs> and one of the things that... that that's the most important thing. That, yeah, that's why I'm wearing my... You know, we represent today South Carolina State Bulldogs. This ain't Georgia Bulldogs for everybody who just just wondering. Okay, <laughs> but um, what Ingrid is really passionate about 
is supporting our HBCUs and getting them funding and making sure that the students get what they need so they can succeed in life. Welcome, Ingrid. Thank can you, you hear so me? much. Glad to be here. Okay, we have a weird delay I can too. Hear you. So can you hear us? Oh, okay, great. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so Ingrid. We're good? Yep, we're good. Uh, the first okay. question. See that delay? See that delay in the internet? We're gonna we're gonna rock with yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> so we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We're gonna make it work. Tell tell the viewers what was going on with you when you thought about I need to do something different. So what was going on is I just felt stuck, right? The world tells you go to college, get a great job, have 2.5 kids, do all of these things. And I had checked all the boxes, right? Mm -hmm. And in checking all of the boxes, I still was, I wasn't unhappy, but I wasn't happy, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. so I knew there was more and I knew that the only way to get to the more was to talk to somebody. And no shade on therapy. I didn't think it was for me. I needed a coach on a professional and a personal level. Okay. So you felt stuck. And this is the thing about a lot of professional women is when people tell us what to do, highly successful, high achieving women, we'll check all the boxes and then we'll be like this, what's next? Or when we get to a point at the top of the mountain, we'd be like this. Is this it? Because I thought that it would feel differently. And that's how you right. feel. Stuck is exactly because how oh, yeah. go ahead. Talk about it. Talk about it. No, I was going to say that's exactly how I felt because you, you climb all the way up to the top of the mountain. There may be one or two people up there with you, but you're, you're all looking around like, what are we supposed <laughs> to do now? I'm, I'm not that I'm not old enough to retire. You know, my kids are not home. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's almost like at a certain point, the the ladder is gone. Does that make sense? Like even a mountain has places that you can stick your hands in. And it's when we get to the top, it's like, meh. Like, is this it? One, I thought it would feel different. Two, I thought I would feel different right. and I would actually be happy. Because you got a million degrees. We'll be here all day reading your bio. So what was what was the you know the conversation that we had that made you want to say, you know what, you know, therapy is cool. We're not knocking therapy, but I think Christy and and you know what she does would be a would be a good fit for me. So you know, I, I saw you on LinkedIn. I've seen a couple of these conversations that you did. And the energy and the what you were giving off was like, okay, maybe I should talk to her. So when I called you, you said some things to me that I was like, well, I'm not really sure how she knows that, but she's right. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll I'll give it a shot. And you mm -hmm. know, I'm I'm that person that needs references and all of these things. So <laughs> I got references. I call clients. All of those things, and everyone had great things to say, and they were all women that had degrees, enough degrees on the thermostat that you can't even count, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. 
if I don't give it a shot, I'm going to regret it. So if I give it a shot and it doesn't work, I'm in the same spot. So what did I lose? Right. So cool. I'll try it. I love it. I love it. Welcome, ladies who are joining us on the line. I see Monique is here and then Linda Kirkby has joined us and Anika. And uh, if y'all have any questions as we roll, let us know what your questions are now. Okay. So here's the thing. And, and this is what I tell women all the time, which is what we don't know. High achieving women, we do the exact same things, <laughs> right? Like the framework of how we show up is a is about 90% the same. And so, which is lonely because we're typically the only ones in our organizations who are just like us. And we're maybe the only ones in our family who are just like us. And I tell women all the time, you're not by yourself. You're in a special group of elite women who we real special, <laughs> you know, and we're made to feel like the outcast and the weirdos. So that's how I can tell your story. If you give me five to 10% of your story, I'll finish the rest of it. And women are like, how did you know that? I'm like, cause I used to be you one. And I talk to women like you all day. Right. So when you, so when you join the group and met these other amazing women, cause you all have a, a, an amazing group that was, uh, that you were with, what, what was surprising to you about the commonalities that you shared with these women? Beyond the education, we all were singing the same song, right? We all were like, okay, maybe I'm the first generation in my family to go to college. Maybe, I, I, like for me, I'm first generation college, first generation professional degree, first generation everything. And so you're the odd man out in your family. So the conversation you're having with your sisters, let's say hypothetically, my, my individual sisters, was not the conversation I was having with the women in the group, right? And so we're all in the group, we're all basically the same person in that we have the same issues. You know, some of us have kids, some of us don't, but it's the same song in different keys. And so with that, I felt, all right, they get it. And so that was the comfort I felt. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the power of saying no, but I want to set it up, right? Because women, when we've reached the top and we don't feel successful, we can't really tell anybody <laughs> because. Right. right. Yep, yep, yep. That would be true. Nobody really cares. And then, too, no, that's true because. Right. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's really true because now you've checked all the boxes. So someone mm -hmm. looking from the outside in is like, what are you complaining about? You have everything. Why are you complaining? That's like your, your, your opening with you having internet problems in the Bahamas. You're in the Bahamas, right? So same, same thing. Yeah. And here's the thing. We also beat ourselves up internally because we're, we're high achievers. We're the worst self-critics. So you feel unsuccessful and you can't tell anybody. And then you start beating yourself up about, you know, you need to stop whining. Maybe you need to do this and maybe you need to do that. So, you know, I, I remember, I always remember like, what was the one lesson that women got that shifted them the most? And for you, it was that saying no, like saying no for you, that became your thing. So talk, so talk to the ladies about right. what was happening before you started saying no, 
And then we'll talk about what happened when you learn the power of saying no. So before I would say no, I was spinning all the plates. I wanted to be the super employee, super mom, super wife, super friend. And I was, it, it's exhausting. It is exhausting to be the super everything. And when someone needed something, especially if it were legal advice or business advice, I was the first person called in my family and some of my friend circle. So now I'm like, oh, I got to get back to this person. I got to find this person, a lawyer. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it was exhausting and overwhelming. Those are the two words that I can honestly say I felt. So, so this is, so this is another commonality, Ingrid, about, you know, with high achieving women is we're the leaders in our families too. So we're not just the leaders right. at work. We're the leaders in our family. We're the leaders in our community. We're the leaders in the sorority. So we're doing everything for everybody. So when you started right. saying no, how did that, how did the people around you, because we trained people to need us. <laughs> like we train right. people to call us first because we're going to get it right. taken care of, right? Like yeah. what was, what yeah. was, the uh, reactions to the people around you when you one started saying no and two exited yourself from saving everybody because you I remember a conversation we'll talk about it later but with your daughter where she had this thing and you were sitting there like this yeah okay and she was expecting for you to jump in and like save her so what like right. what was that transition for you so the people around me at first when I started saying no I think they were um, taken aback because I didn't didn't say no. I'd be like, let me see how I can figure that out for you. Let's think that through. Even if I wasn't saying I would do it, I was walking them through getting it done, right? And so honestly, it is an addiction to do that. Um, so I had to wane myself off, which was a bit hard. I'm not going to sit here and say it was easy. Um, and then after a while, I stopped getting as many phone calls, but also I, re I realized people can figure this stuff out for them. They can do it quicker. And so they're going to keep asking you because you make it easy for them. Why should I have to think it through? Why should I have to do the work? I know Ingrid's going to get this done. So let me just call her on the phone. I dump all my stuff on her. I'm good because she's going to figure that out. And I was doing it. So... You know, I often tell this story about how my cousin called my aunt and asked him, asked her to pay his car payment. So she up all night trying to figure out how to pay his car payment. He sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're in a similar scenario where yeah. people will come to you because you're the figure outable person and, and they sleep. And when they call you in the morning, right. they expect and they yeah. know it's that they expect they know that you figured it out so they're calling for an answer so you know tell us a little bit more about that right. and then how did that in the beginning affect you and then as you started to realize this stuff you stopped doing that so like i said it was hard bottom line hard because if you've been for let's say 30 years the figure out person you trained your mind to be the figure out person, right? So that in and of itself was hard. Um, I think I told you in one of our conversations that 
I could not sleep. I could not sleep after one of our conversations, couldn't sleep. And I usually sleep pretty good, but could not sleep because I was like, wait a minute, she's right. I'm doing all this crap for all these people and no applause, no nothing. They just know it's going to get done and they keep it moving. And the conversation is not, can you do it? But here you go. This needs to be done, right? And that was in almost every area of my life. And so once I started dialing it back, it was a level of freedom I hadn't experienced, right? So I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this time because I never had time to just read a book, listen to a podcast, just chill. And, and my daughters also say the same thing. You don't know how to sit still would be always what they said to me. You don't know how to do nothing. And I would always go, no, 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 I could do nothing. But they were right. I didn't know how to do nothing because I was always doing something. For 30 years, I was always doing something. So I had to train myself in self-care. I had to train myself in sitting still. I had to train myself in, pod, in just listening to books or podcasts, all of the things that you gave us to listen to. It was a struggle at first to just sit still. I love it because we're addicted to insanity, which is pretty much what it is. And we don't know because that's normal. You don't know that you're addicted to you need it. <laughs> you know, you, you've created yeah. these scenarios where everyone around you is sucking the oxygen out of you and you're walking and you're running around depleted. Look, completely, ladies, unconscious. You have no yeah. idea that this is happening. Yep. And, and what I love about everybody's process is everybody's process is like, you have to figure it out. Cause I can tell you now I may, you know, kick you in the head and give you an adjustment, but this is something that when, when you see it, then you stop, but you can't change what you can't see. And we're all, right. this is why I love this series because high achieving women, we do the exact same things. And if we can just get you to be ye transformed, from the renewing of your mind and the mind is right. awareness. And once you become aware, then you change. So, so once you, what was the level of, I would say self-care that became like your new thing? Because we think self-care is getting our nails done, getting a massage with self-care could actually be just you sitting there doing absolutely nothing. What's your, what's your definition of self-care, but, um, then and then now. So like I said, self-care, I'll say this. First of all, Black women as a whole are not taught self-care, right? And I, I, uh, I have three daughters. And so with them even raising them, I consistently say to them, now I wish I would have taught you more about self-care because I didn't learn, I didn't even know the word till I was past 20 because you're taught to hustle. In Black America, you're taught to hustle, period. Get it done. So now, just sitting still and watching TV, it doesn't even matter what's on TV, quite frankly. Um, I've always gotten my nails done, but just not being at the nail salon with phones, trying to do my job and get my nails done. So it was never really self-care. It was, I was getting my nails done, but I was still working. And I can remember my manicure saying, 
why do you have two cell phones? And why are you always working? I was like, I have to work. I have to pay for everything I gotta do. And it made no sense then. And I, I can still see the look on her face, but it made perfect sense to me at the time. Now I'm like, you were two shades of crazy doing that. So now I just, I put my phones in my purse. If you're not on my schedule, you're sorry. I, I don't mind moving people out of my schedule to be like, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to you later because you're not dying or bleeding. So I can, I can push you back and I can go take care of myself. So I was just trying to look up the questions that I sent you and I couldn't find them because I came off the script, Ingrid. I'm sorry. I, did, I said they were loose. <laughs> my, team, my team asked me yesterday, like, well, you have the questions. So Ingrid, I was like, this. Make it up while I'm here. But I'm gonna send her some loose questions to get the framework. So I apologize, but I got to squeeze your head while we're okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk no about problem. let's talk about you know um, the fear of missing out. And and when I think about because you say you had two cell phones, and we always think that we're missing something, or somebody's always on fire because we've trained them that we're going to come put them. Right. So in the movie theaters, right, which I, which I, you know, I'm, I'm that person. I used to be military. So I'd be like, excuse me, <clears throat> turn your phone off. You, you're blinding me. I'm trying to watch this movie. But as soon as the movie is over, Ingrid, everybody whips out their cell phones and they look at what they're missing. Mm -hmm. So right. you, you, so now you, you're not walking around like who needs me, who needs me, who needs me. I, I need to, I'm addicted to doing, 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 doing. Now your phone is in the, in your purse and you like this. Did, did anybody die? Right. I'm good. So, so talk to how you how you came out of that, and what advice do you have for women who are who are in that same addiction? I missed the last part of what you said. How I came out of what advice do you have for women who are caught up in that same addiction of being needed and saving people? I would say to them, try try it for two hours. Put your phone away for two hours. Just put it away. See if anybody dies in those two hours. If the answer is no, you are not that needed. And quite frankly, I had to learn you are replaceable. If something happens to you today, people will mourn you, but they're going to move on, right? After the repast, after they ate the chicken or whatever, they are going to go on with their life. They're going to wish you were there, but they're going to keep it moving. So I would say to anyone that is hung up on, on being busy, saying yes, being the center of whatever the world is you're in, stop. Just take, take two hours off and see how it feels for you. You might be amazed at the freedom you get. And when I say stop, I mean turn off the phone, not put the phone on silent because we can still see that, that, that screen blue screen popping up, right? So turn your phone off and see what happens. You're still breathing. If you have kids, your kids will still be breathing. If you have a husband, he will be just fine. And you will have taken two hours for yourself to think about what do I want to do with the rest of my life? What do I want to do tomorrow? What book do I really want to read? We're just not trained to do that. You know, I think about cell phones, right? Where 
I, my phone don't buzz, bing, vibrate. It, it does nothing. It doesn't make any noise. And and I figure if I check it in, in an hour, ain't nothing I can do if somebody's dead. I can just check it and be like this. All right, well, what are we going to do? But um, we grew up in the era, because you're real cute, but I know you're 40-something. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. We grew up in the era. We're going to go with that. <laughs> But 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 we grew up in an era, Ingrid, where there was no caller ID, no cell phone, no, you know what I'm saying? So we grew up in an era. Pay phones on the corner. Yeah. Huh? I said there were pay phones on the corner. It wasn't yeah. somebody readily available to you. It wasn't like that. I, at least when I was in college. Exactly. So think about it. We, if a dude say, I'm going to call you at 8 o'clock tomorrow, we'll be in front of that phone at 8 o'clock waiting. Sit and listen to books, and I have 
books, religious books. I have thrillers. I have, I just have a whole bunch of books that I probably would not have made time to listen to, but for working with Christy and finding the time to go, okay, you're really not, not that you're not important, but you're not that important that your life doesn't matter, that you got to spin all the plates for everybody. So what's, what's been the biggest change in your family since, as you've, as you've grown through this process, how, how, how has that changed the dynamics? So, so I have three daughters, all of them. I'm an empty nester now. My, when I was working with Christy, my last daughter was still home, right? Um, so that has changed tremendously. And I'm not going to say I was fearful on being an empty nester, but I have had children since before I was married, right? So my entire marriage was, I have a 26-year-old, a 22-year-old, and an 18-year-old. So I've always had kids. So the thought of crap, I don't have anybody to do stuff for anymore was a was a bit unsettling. Now I'm like, that's great. Perfect. I don't have to do that. Um I cook more, which little sense, but you know, when you have kids and you're spending all the plates, you might order in or cook whatever, right? But I spend time planning the meal, thinking about what am I going to cook instead of just putting food on the table. Um, I think my husband and I get along. So we don't, I don't think we argue over just things that don't matter. And now the one thing I have never done that I just recently did is one morning, went online and I found tickets to Puerto Rico that were like dirt cheap. Usually I plan the trip. I asked him, I was like, you want to go to Puerto Rico? He was like, yeah, we started on Monday. I asked him that question. We were in Puerto Rico by the weekend, right? That is something we have never done because how to do this. We got to plan this. We got to think about that. Nope. We just was out. And that's a blessing to be able to go, okay. And and I'm not going to say it was easy because I had, I was on the fence about buying the tickets. And I talked to someone and they were like, well, what do you, what's the big deal? I was right. What's the big deal? And we went to Puerto Rico for a couple of days. I saw them pictures. Your beach made me jealous. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a yeah. great <laughs> So, so the thinking, thinking about, you said not arguing about the things that matter, right? Is because if you're so full of other people's problems and you're walking around unconsciously in pain, does that make sense? Cause you're filled with other people's stuff. It show. did you hear me? It shows up in all your relationships. So right. now I wrote, I wrote less anal and anal is not a, um, yeah. you know, it's not a derogatory term, but you say, I'm not that important, but you are to yourself. But in everybody else's life, I got to back up some. Like it's right. not that serious, and now you can actually enjoy the fruits of your labor. Why? Why? Why is it crazy to to go to Puerto Rico? But it is to a woman who is addicted and say, "If I leave, everybody's world is going to fall apart." Right. That that's exactly right. That is exactly right. Which is why I have never, in all the years that we have been married, and I've been married probably twenty six or twenty seven years. We have never just picked up and left because yeah. every, 
everybody else going on with everybody else. And so that puts pressure on any relationship because you're so busy trying to make sure everything's perfect for everybody else. Like at one point I can remember my hair was falling out because I was so busy trying to make sure everybody and everything was perfect. Perfect is unattainable. Do your best and keep it moving. Once I started going, okay, perfect is, it's okay. It's just okay. All right. Two more questions. What, what's the, what's the one or two habits that you implemented that you implemented that made the biggest difference in where you are today? Like people, because I, I tell people all the time, there is no hack, right? There ain't no quick thing, but we have all the tools and you talk about how hard it was, like almost impossible to say, no, that's free. <laughs> now the accountability right. on how to actually do it and execute so, so something, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. We're listening. So, so I, a couple of things. One, before I put my feet on the floor, like the Bible on my own, right? I don't read any email. I don't answer any texts. I, I at least one scripture since when my feet hit the floor, I've already read a scripture and at least said, God, thank you. I made it another day. Right. That's one Two, um, the conversations I used to have in my head that I was doing unconsciously. I don't have them anymore. Or if I find myself having them, I pause because some of the stuff you say in your own head, you wouldn't say to anybody, you know, you're so stupid. You should have got this stuff. You would not have that conversation in public with anybody, but you will abuse yourself and have the conversation with yourself. So I no longer have those conversations. And when I find them creeping in, I'd be like, mm -mm, girl, mm -mm, not today. So those are the main two things I try. I make an effort to listen to a podcast. Um, listening to something inspirational. And it doesn't have to be Joel Osteen. It could be Miles Monroe. And you know this, um, one of Miles Monroe's uh, presentations really changed stuff for me as far as social media, because he talked about the media and the media. And that once I started seeing social media and television and radio, as a medium into who I am, I was like, oh no, that's not gonna work for me. And so I was able to put guardrails on that. So I'm just way more conscious. I think if I boiled it down to everything, I'm way conscious um, of my yeses and my noes and uh, what I commit to as far as, you know, a meeting or, mm -hmm. a, committee in, in my sorority, I'm just way more conscious yeah. than I was before. Before it was just like, okay, sure. Yes, 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 yes. So um, I'm taking notes. I'll be taking notes when y'all talk. It's good. All right. <laughs> so the, the, the main thing, like everybody wants a hack. Ain't no hack, but we'll give you one. Ingrid said, before I get out of the bed, I'll check my email. 
So what women do, Miss Ice do it. We used to do it. Does that make sense? You check your email, mm. you instantly start cussing. <laughs> because somebody just sent you something in the middle of the night and you instantly, right when you open your eyes, start thinking about the drudgery of the things that you gotta do or what you didn't do yesterday. And you and you set the you right. set the tone right. for your day in panic, anger, frustration, instantly. That's what we used to do, wondering why our lives yeah. suck. You're like, why yeah. am I always exhausted and frustrated? It's because you didn't set your day for you. You let your job or whoever made you angry or whoever gave you an impossible deadline set your day. Now you go and ruin it yeah. for everybody else because you're angry. You know, we set, we like fire starters around here. So you say, I read a scripture and I say, God, thank you. Uh, when most people are saying, thank God it's Friday, you're saying thank you for another day. Now, let's talk about this right quick. Yeah, no. We've got about eight more minutes. Gratitude. Uh -huh. People are praying for houses and cars. You're not just saying thank you for waking up. Mm -mm. So what, what what are your thoughts around that and how this internet, Instagram, instant millionaire society has driven people to think that we can't be happy unless we have all of these things? What are your thoughts around that? So two things, I'll talk about the internet and talk about gratitude. I, and I tell this to everyone I can possibly tell it to, but specifically young girls. Those are your highlight reels, right? So if I'm on the internet saying, oh, I just got a brand new job. It doesn't tell you how many interviews I went on. It doesn't tell you how many times I was rejected. It only gives you the highlight of the fact that I got whatever it is I was seeking. And so if you're framing your life around Jane on your left, who all of a sudden she got a brand new job, it may appear she got a brand new job, but she it took her six months to get that job, right? It took her six months to get that promotion, but it's just a highlight reel. And so when you're conscious of the fact that people are only showing you their best side, it makes no sense, right? It makes absolutely no sense that I'm going to now pattern my life or for someone showing me 10 seconds of their highlight reel. It makes no sense. Um, with gratitude, if I'm grateful, I can't be complaining, right? So that's my thing is whenever I remotely come find myself complaining about something, I'm like, okay, what is it in me that's making me complain about whatever? And where can I be grateful for whoever got whatever? So for example, um, at my job, certain things were coming out and I didn't know whether I got it or didn't get it. Right. And someone asked me and I said to them, you know what? I will be overjoyed if I get it. But if I don't get it, I will celebrate whoever got it. Once you get to that point, it's like nothing rattles you who got what could you could care less because and I, I'm a firm believer that God is no respecter of person. And so if that is the case and you believe it might be Jane's turn today, but that means you know that that is in your neighborhood. That's what it means. It's in your neighborhood. If it's coming, they in your, it's in your neighborhood. So celebrate the fact that good things are in your neighborhood. Ooh, that's a gem. You made me drop my whole question. I was gonna ask right quick. So. They be like, let's dig on that one one more time. We hit, we struck gold right now. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so you talked about the negative voice, right? And then you said celebrating other people because we're always thinking, what about me? What about me? And so when you're walking around depleted, you're looking for all these external things to fill you. You're full when you get up because you woke up. Like, I'm grateful for waking up. One, two, I got all my teeth. It's a great day. (laughs) I don't don't need, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't need this award to validate my worth because I know that I am worthy. Ooh, that's good. Right. So talk to, I want you to dig on that just one more time. I heard dig a little deeper and I didn't hear the end. Just one more time. Like, what are you, what are your, what are your expanded thoughts? Okay, so, so, so on the gratitude part and, and then on celebrating others, I think this is something women, specifically black women need to learn, right? When, when one person in your circle rises, everybody rises, right? So, so for me, I have some really, really good friends that if you need something, because I have it, you got it too. I'm not, I, I don't think women should be petty. If you can bless someone with a job, my girlfriend tells me I'm a, a way maker or the other word she uses is um, plus one. Because if I'm somewhere and there's someone looking for somebody to do whatever job, I'm gonna find somebody in the circle that can do this job. I don't care if you give me a dollar from it. The fact that you are winning means I'm winning, right? And so I think that when we get into the space of whatever circle you're in, supporting that circle and not going, well, why did I get it? It wasn't your turn. And if it it were given to you, when it is not your turn, you are going to destroy it. So there are some times where we think we're ready and we are not ready. We are absolutely not ready. Um, And you know this already. When I took the bar the first time, I did not pass the bar in New York the first time. And I'm grateful I did not pass the bar because I would have been so arrogant because I would have thought, how great am I? I passed the bar. And anybody that knows New York bar is 27 subjects, right? So it's a hard bar. You know, I have kids and I passed the bar the first time. It would have been bragging rights. And there would have been no room for me to say, God, I thank you, because it would have been me, 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 me. So I am eternally grateful that I had to go back, get it right and get ready so that when I did pass the bar, I was ready for everything that came with it. Ooh, that's good. All right. Last question. So if 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 women were considering uh, working with us. What advice do you have for them? I would like to say, I would say do it, but you need to be ready, (laughs) right? Because Tracy's going to crack you in your head. You're going to get your feelings hurt. You're going to be mad and you're going to cry. Now, Christy, you know I'm going to tell the truth. You're going you're gonna to cry. That wasn't a commercial you know, I was looking for. <laughs> right. But the process I is what you're looking for, right? Yeah, yeah. And on the other side of the process, you will change your entire life. And you will change, if you have children, you will change their life. You will change 
your whole circle's life because of the way you now think. Um, Christy's program changes your mindset. Mm-hmm. It's not a magic bullet. You're not all of a sudden going to get all this money. It, your mindset changes. And so then you know what to ask for. And mm-hmm. I will say this. I am not afraid to ask for what I'm worth. Before, I might not have done that, right? Um, I was saying about the event at my job. Originally, my name wasn't in, in the hat. I raised my hand. I was like, I deserve to be nominated. Yes. I deserved it. And because I raised my hand, for the fellowship, for everything else, it came. But before I wasn't ready or confident enough to raise my hand and know what I was worth. We are trained to go, okay, you've gotten to the six figure mark, you've made it. Well, not so much. Mm-hmm. When you know that someone that may or may not look like you, male, female, white, black, purple, or green, is doing the same job as you, but making 10 times more than you. And it's not their fault, it's because you did not ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so Christy has taught me to ask for what I want mm-hmm. and not blink. Not Period. at all. So so here's the thing, right? And, and the women have talked about it. <laughs> Kathy talked about how I saw her, you know, the, the, the other interviews that, that we've had. And James Allen says something in 1899. He said, men thinks that thoughts can be kept secret, but they cannot. He says your thoughts crystallize into your habits and your habits crystallize into your circumstances, right? Like your habits is what produces your external circumstances. So so what's the hardest thing about what we do is one, showing you who you really are, not who you pretending to be. Because we have we have been trained, especially as women mm-hmm. of color in the workplace, black women especially, we have been trained to like make make everybody okay with our suffering. And we ain't telling nobody that we suffering. Ooh, that was right. right. And right. then and then we've been doing it for so long. Except for yourself. Yes. And your 30 years yes. of thoughts crystallized in the habits of being addicted to being needed. And and the hardest thing is having you like take your hands off the cell phone. We got to peel the fingers back and be like, no, don't do that. That's the hardest thing. And that takes work. Right. But here's the thing. Ingrid. I, I love your feedback. You'd be like, that ain't a commercial. Uh, but it is because you have to be ready for change, but you don't go back. That's the difference. You don't slide back because once you're free, do you think you can ever go back? To having two cell phones and being addicted and checking your phone before you get out of bed. So never checking my phone before I get out of bed. I do have two cell phones and that's personal and business, but I don't like I'm getting ready to go on vacation. That phone's not going. I used to take two laptops wherever I went just in case one failed. Right. Makes no sense. Just you're on vacation and you're still worried about what happened and makes notes and so yes i believe that i won't go back and i believe anybody that does the program won't go back but i think that you have to be consistent so again it's not a magic pill that once you finish your life will be perfect you got to continue in whatever it is you learn when christy's not there when there's no meetings when there's no group applauding your success you have to know that okay this is what i learned and this is I'm lacking here, so I need to show up the foundation over here. 
and I do find that sometimes I have to go back and listen to some of the stuff you gave us because yeah. I've gotten comfortable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we don't grow in comfort. Mm -hmm. And so if we're comfortable, something's wrong. If you are mm -hmm. comfortable, something's wrong. You're not growing. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so, and, and Christy's program and the beginning is not comfortable, but you will grow. <laughs> <laughs> Showing your truth is your tree is what you want. Christy's your girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm just showing you a truth. I mean, like you've been lying too long. I see you. you I see but you. People don't, Christy, come on now. People don't. People don't want to know the truth. I know. That's the, if you're comfortable, people don't want to know the truth. If you are ready to get on the other side, and I, I told you this, Christy. On my computer, I have. I choose to be happy. Right. Mm -hmm. It is a choice. It's not yeah. a feeling. It is a choice to wake up every morning and go, I'm grateful. I am healthy. Everybody in my life is fine. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And I have made the choice to be happy. But before I didn't even know it was a choice to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we have extended our time four minutes. Uh, Ingrid, thank you so much for showing up and sharing your insight. Uh, Maria, when the, the, the quote was from James Allen, where he said, men thinks that thought can be kept secret, but it cannot. It crystallizes into habits and habits crystallize into your circumstances. So you think that your ability or your desire to need to be needed is is a secret is, is is not because you continue to create this cycle that you're stuck in and then you become trapped in it, which is mm -hmm. how you can be highly successful and check all the boxes and be like, oh, but I'm but I'm suffocating. And and my goal is to show y'all you created it. Get off the mountain. Go to the beach. <laughs> so all right, y'all. We'll see y'all next Friday at noon. Ingrid, no thank you. Up. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting Change Now, all one word. Again, Change Now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.